This is the BTEC Basquiat podcast. I'm Samuel, and this is the pod where we chat architecture, fashion, sport, music, design in a way that isn't pretentious or gatekeeping. So we can keep it as an open conversation, no matter how much prior knowledge you have in these areas. And it's entirely unscripted. These are all my own personal opinions. Um, We sometimes reference other articles, and if we do that, we'll mention it. But otherwise, these are all my personal opinions. Um, So we can keep it as a, like I said, an open conversation. Um, We'd love for you to get involved in this on our Twitter, which is at btechbasquiat, or one word. So yeah, we're going to touch on three topic areas today. Um, We're going to look at Stockholm Design Week and just highlight a few really impressive individual projects within that. I'm also going to mention a couple of artists and new singles that are out recently that I've been listening to. And then we're going to finish off by looking at Nike's latest silhouette, which is the Nike Go Flyees, which is definitely worth a mention as it's quite unique. Um, So yeah, like I said, I hope that you can get involved through our social media. And this is uh, still a work in progress. There'll probably be a lot of ums and ahs because this is like I said, entirely unscripted and relatively new. So if there's any sort of ways that you think we could develop this or build upon it, I'd love to hear from you through our Twitter. But otherwise, uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of the pod. So I just want to start off by talking about Stockholm Design Week, which kicked off on the 8th of February, I believe. And like many of these sort of big exhibitions over the past 12 months, it's had to move online and it's been entirely digital this year. And so project-wise, there's been quite a seismic shift towards more thoughtful and sustainable design across all of the projects. And for me, at the forefront of this shift has been Lund University's student exhibition titled Earth to Table. And there's been about 19 or 20 projects exhibited within this. But I just want to highlight a couple of the individual's uh, work, which I think is definitely worth discussing. Um, So the first one is Daniel Larson's project titled Faux. And it is essentially a small hand-powered machine that would allow people in their homes to be able to produce their own oat milk. And it's just a really sort of simple and beautifully crafted project, which was actually highlighted on a Deezen article, which is also worth a read. And I also just want to mention Amanda Doe's project titled Otis. And she produced a series of stone tableware pieces for preparing vegan ingredients, sort of raw vegan ingredients. Uh, for people's uh, sort of meals at home in a more elegant and, and sort of homely way. So quite a few of the products were uh, looking at uh, sort of pressing beans and peas, uh, like chickpeas, uh, as that's quite a sort of core ingredient for a lot of vegan cooking. But for me, the standout student from this exhibition was Alexander Franson on her project Dunster. And as she describes it, I think she describes it best on her website, as using evaporative cooling techniques, Dunster creates an environment similar to a root cellar, but for a modern living arrangement. And like like I said, I think that summarises it beautifully, because essentially what it is, is it's like a sort of terracotta, I believe it's metal, like a deep cool box shaped object, which you line with sort of wet sand, and then place a slightly smaller uh, box inside of it. And essentially what that makes is a sort of wet sand insulated layer between the two boxes, which, like she says, creates an environment similar to a root cellar, but for modern living. Um, It then has a cork lid that is placed on top. And from what I understand, as long as you keep the sand moist, the insulating layer, it is able to keep your, your sort of raw harvested ingredients fresh for longer. 
And I think personally that this is such a fantastic design and a route that a lot of sort of responsible product design and industrial design is going to have to move into. Because when you realise that these sort of hugely uneconomical, power-hungry objects that we have in all of our homes, such as fridges or freezers, can be replaced by these really thoughtful pieces of design that are able to serve the same purpose, but without using a volt of electricity, it's, it's really sort of breathtaking in a sense. And I think a lot of the people that design these fantastic objects that that from tomorrow could be inside of our home aren't given enough airtime. And you hear these sort of people at the forefront of, of the conversation about fighting and combating climate change, like Elon Musk with a big asterisk next to that. I'm not a personal fan. But you see the people that are actually taking it upon themselves to create these sort of sensible and responsible designs. And I think it's fantastic to see. And it was, it was I mean, I've highlighted a couple here, but across the whole of Stockholm Design Week, it, it sort of really made you feel comfortable in the sense that there's so many people out there that are making these really sort of research-driven designs and objects. And yeah, like I, it's just really exciting to see. And I can't wait to see what else gets exhibited throughout 2021 as there's plenty more design weeks to come like London Design Week, which I think usually it sort of comes late summer or something like that. Uh, but I visited that a couple of times and I, I, yeah, I can't wait to see uh, what is developed. Just before we move on to the next section, I just wanted to mention that on our Twitter, which is at BTEC Basquiat, we upload visual references of everything that I talk about on the pod, um, just to serve as a bit of a visual aid so you know exactly what I'm talking about throughout. And it's uploaded in chronological order when the pod goes live just to help you out so the next section we're going to move on to is music i just wanted to highlight a couple of artists that i've been listening to uh, this week and then a few singles from each of them which i think are worth listening sort of a combination of their most popular tracks and sort of entry points for each of them but also a couple of tracks that i really have been enjoying i'm going to start off with oscar welsh who is an up-and-coming artist from Suffolk. I discovered him through a DIY mag article where he described his music as, as bedroom pop, which I think nails it, to be honest. It's, it's summary indie music on a similar line to Rex Orange County, I'd say. Um, and Rex Orange County, like with their songs, Loving is Easy, it's sort of that very similar uh, structure, but it's really sort of laid-back music. And his biggest track to date is probably 16, it's really sort of mellow indie, silky vocals. It has a really nice hit on the offbeat and it's well worth a listen. But for me, his his best song would probably be Get Yourself to Sleep. It's almost, I feel like a bit of an idiot saying this, but it's almost old school indie. I know that 2014, 15 isn't old school, but I'd say around that sort of period of indie music, it's quite like, it's quite a sort of similar reference point for it. But it's really nicely interspersed with sound bites of him and his friends uh, just having a great time. And it made me think of my summers post sixth form and during school when everything was just laid back and relaxed. And it, I feel like this would be the perfect soundtrack to those sort of summer nights. Um, but his latest release, which he brought out at the end of last year, uh, Avery, is also worth a listen. It's a bit of a departure from what he's brought out so far. 
but you can see how his music, even over that short period of time, has really developed. Um, this track has sort of more electronic sounds, sort of uh, dropped without, but it's it definitely along the same line as, as the songs I've mentioned so far, and it's also well worth listening if you like the first two. The next artist I want to mention is Nico B, uh, named after the GTA 4 character. It's rare, you'll, you'll find out from listening to this pod over time, that it is rare that I am first to something. But I can honestly say I was first to Nico B, because I remember a couple of years back or a year or so back, when he released Mary Berry, which was his uh, music video on YouTube, it was sort of like a bit of a comedy skit, and I thought it was like a one-off comedy skit. But I'm so happy to see that he's sort of really developed this into what is now like quite a wide discography. But he followed that track with uh, Who's That, What's That, which is a sort of really smart, comedic song. Um, I'm almost describe his lyrics as Gen Z dad jokes, in a sense. Um, my favourite verse talks about his girl squaring up to his cousin and then bumps the cab and steals his cat. Um, so what he does is he plants drugs on her and calls the police. Like it is, it's almost like David Brent-esque comedy, but sort of really witty lyrics, but it doesn't sacrifice the music for the comedic value. Like these are still really listen, listen to all songs, but nothing is taken away from them. But his latest release, International Baby... I really enjoyed. He brought out a song between the last one that I just discussed and International Baby called Quick Drive. But I think this new track is definitely a more worthy successor to his discography so far. Um, it's more lyrically mature, but still maintains the jokes on every verse. But I think that he absolutely nails the jokes this time rather than a couple of misses from his previous songs. Um, it's like he's got a line and it's like... a keep it 100 not 99 like Jake and Amy it's like a Brooklyn Nine-Nine reference he's just got really sort of great smart witty one-liners um, as well as like some more chunky verses um, but it's really sort of interesting to listen to just because it's not like anything else that you hear on sort of the radio or you see on the charts at the moment and another one it's like he can't pass his theory because he keeps speeding it's like weirdly relatable things it's like this is what i mean when i say it's like a gen z dad joke his personality does the promotion for him with these tracks he's on tiktok and twitter but his socials are full of like dad jokes uh, 2010s references and like i said david brent style comedy in a sense he appeared on the jack mates happy hour which i listened to at the end of last year and it really shows that this actually is his personality and i love it and i think he probably would go further than music. Like I could see him presenting things or, or starring on like TV shows. And I mean, he is a comedian, I think, as well as a musician. The last thing I just want to mention is a silhouette that could be a monumental shoe design. Not just a monumental shoe design for Nike, but a monumental shoe design full stop. And that is the new Nike Go Fly Ease. Uh, Nike for years have been leaders in accessible trainer design a couple of years back they released the i think it was a nike adapt series which was based off technology involved in the back to the future concept shoe and it used motors to loosen and tighten the shoe based on a preset user memory profiles 
uh, but I think it could be adapted sort of on the fly using uh, buttons on the side of a shoe. This required uh, like heavy electronics within the shoe, a charging pad which they had to be placed on once the user had finished wearing them, and then also like an app to control the settings. And it also cost like £300, which was down from the original £620 for the first generation of the shoe, but it's still an inaccessible amount of money for a trainer for most people. But this new design features no electronics inside of it, just really clever innovative thoughtful design um it's essentially a broken shoe it, the the heel and the heel support is a different piece of shoe uh, to the front sort of toe box and the sock covering the front of the foot um, which is only sort of physically connected i believe by a small piece of like a membrane material running between the two but the connecting them together is a large white uh, rubber band essentially which runs round right from the toe all the way around the back of the heel and it allows the user to snap the shoe slide their foot inside of it and then by using their body weight and the pressure can then push down on the sole of the shoe and then it snaps around the user's foot and the idea is that people that have sort of disabilities that they can't uh, use their hands or are unable to bend down and put their shoes on this will be life-changing for them because it allows them to do a task but i mean we don't appreciate how difficult it can be for people with disabilities to do things that we take for granted like this and i think that this is really smart design and a fantastic sort of evolution from the electronic laden uh, shoes that we had seen in the past from night there are however a few bits of the shoe but more primarily the release of the shoe which i think has let me down i mean it's great to see sort of longer lasting because i mean as soon as you put technology in a shoe it, it's giving it a, a shelf life it's giving it a there's only so long that will last it's giving it a half life but this a lot electronic free shoe is fantastic but annoyingly they essentially made it inaccessible for most people it's available through the nike app for only select nike members meaning many of those who could actually use the benefits that this might offer won't actually be able to get it or, or at least won't be able to get it at the start. They've really pushed it as a limited release like with their other sneakers, but I don't think that they realise the importance of the product that they've sold. This isn't just another colourway of a Jordan. This is something that could actually help people's lives. And I hope that Nike will realise that and then start uh, putting it as sort of like a mass-produced product because i think this is going to be fantastic and i personally would love to own a pair but i don't want to take a pair away from someone who actually could use it and this could benefit them so i think that this is definitely worth keeping an eye on for the average user but in the meantime it's a fantastic piece of design that nike have put out there and, and i can't wait to see what else nike produce in this line I, I hope that they produce a lot of other shoes that will be able to help people with varying disabilities but it's fantastic to see them moving in this direction. I really hope to see the sort of other big two shoe designers like Adidas and New Balance going for accessible design and focusing on this direction because I think it's such an important area that I'm sure that they have shoes within their lineups that will be able to sort of meet some users' specific demands. But I think that it needs to be a sort of more public development. I'd love to see what they're doing and create an almost sense of competition between the brands to really solve these problems within society. But what Nike have done is fantastic and I just wanted to mention that and just put that out there. And I can't wait to see what they do in the sort of flyies line next. 
Thank you so much for listening to the BTEC Basquiat podcast. Thank you for persevering to a certain extent. Thank you because this is going to have a lot of sort of ums and ahs. It's unscripted and it's brand new. Uh, it's still developing and evolving, and I can't wait to see where it goes. And I can't wait to do more of these and chat more about things that I'm interested in, and I hope you all are too. On next week's episode, I want to touch on sport, primarily focus on Premier League, just because I think it's at a really interesting intersection of the season, which I'd love to chat about more. I also want to touch on a couple of artists that I've been listening to and I'm listening to at the moment. Um, And then finally round off with some really interesting pieces of architecture I've seen on a couple of decent articles and a few online. So I might pick one of those and have a bit more of a deep dive into it because I'd really love to chat about these things. But it, like I said, interests me and I really hope interests you. I'd love to know what you guys think and have more of a discussion of what I've talked about in today's episode. So please get involved and get in touch on uh, our Twitter, which is at btechbasquiat. And I'd love to get to know whoever's listening to this and hear your opinions on my opinions. So again, thank you so much for listening and I hope to see you next week.